Hey y'all, I'm so excited to share this guest with you today. I got to experience her magic and her amazingness in person in LA in February. So I'm really excited and honored for her to be on the podcast. So Meg, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me, Jordan. This is awesome. Yes, yes, yes. I can't wait for everybody to just, you guys are just going to hear me like being obsessive and it's totally fine. Um, no way. So. <laughs> <laughs> the feelings are mutual. You're equally awesome. I feel like oh. since I chatted with you months ago, like I'm, I've fangirled on you too. So yeah. it's totally mutual. Perfect. Awesome. Amazing. So go ahead and just share with my audience a couple of details about you and your business. Yeah. So at my core, I run a social impact marketing consultancy and I work with brands, social enterprises, nonprofits to help amplify the good that they're doing. And I do this both digitally online and also offline through all kinds of grassroots marketing, guerrilla marketing and events, which is something I personally really love. And then sort of an extension of that a few years ago, a friend and now business colleague of mine approached me and asked me where all the social good people in business hung out. And there wasn't really any space that we knew of that was a good meeting of the minds of brands and social enterprise and nonprofit. So we joined forces and created an event called the Heart Series which is now a huge extension of what I do and also this really great niche community of people who want to be making a bigger impact. And so those are the the big places where I spend a lot of my time. And then I've also, you know, I I sit on the board of a nonprofit that I co-founded with some friends here in downtown LA that helps entrepreneurs get off the ground alongside the mayor's office in LA. So I have my hands in a lot of different buckets, but ultimately really love sharing the stories of the great work that people are doing. Love that. And yeah. so what you guys are going to hear and all the juicy stuff is we're going we're gonna to be talking about how to build community through events. And so like Meg had mentioned, an extension of her business is an event called the Heart Series. And it's really an amazing place of just, it's so like you just walk in the space and the energy just feels cleaner. Like it just like, I love that. I, you know, you what? know? I actually spend a lot of time cleaning the air. In that <laughs> well, it's worth it. It is worth awesome. it. Maybe with all the plants we brought in this year. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to share the amazingness of the event, but also the amazingness of Meg. And so what we're going to be talking about is how she builds that community through events. So Kind of describe maybe before you had decided to do an event, you know, you you mentioned that you had a conversation about where all the people who are doing social good and where do they hang out and all this stuff. Kind of describe before you implemented the heart series, what it, what your business was like, or if you felt like there was a gap of needing a community, what that looked like. A hundred percent. Yeah. So basically Gail, who is my business partner on the heart series, full time, she runs a marketing agency herself called Shop Talk LA. Um, And she had, and I met at a dinner 
um, with some friends a few years ago, probably now. Yeah, gosh, it's got to be closer to five or six years ago now that we met. And she coincidentally also runs a social enterprise. She has a jewelry line with her sisters. She's Filipina. They source product from the Philippines. They work with um, women artisans in the Philippines to source local, um, you know, stones and native materials from the Philippines. And then they're the conduit to sell it here in the U.S. And then they'd empower these women to be independent entrepreneurs. And we got to talking at this dinner um, and we just kind of hit it off instantly because I loved what she was doing with the social enterprise. She loved what I was doing with them collaborative, which is my marketing agency. Um, and that I was specifically focused in this space and we sort of instantaneously became friends. And then about a year after that, um, she called me and she was trying to find some sort of professional development opportunity where she could learn more from other entrepreneurs who had been through starting a social enterprise um, or nonprofits that had worked with helping women entrepreneurs or just, just sort of have a place to go where she could gather the best of the best um, in expertise from these folks. And when we started talking about it, um, I poked around a little bit and I kind of already knew there were some conferences, um, but nothing like what we were describing. And we both are, you know, we, we love fashion and beauty and style and a good experience. And for us, and, and Gail had also had some work in event planning. Um, and I previously had some work in event planning, um, when I worked for women's campaign fund and we were like, huh, I wonder if we could actually just create what we're describing because this doesn't exist. Um, and so, you know, for me there, I think there's like seven successful parts to an event and I can talk a little bit about those too, but, um, the research is really the first one. And and like you said, there was a gap. We saw this and and we poked around and we kind of knew what existed and we looked at what they were doing well and maybe where there were opportunities for us to really improve. And, um, we, we just kind of went straight for it and we're like, Let's kind of put our resources together, our networks together, and see how we could collectively create something that we knew not only us would enjoy, but that other people in the industry would enjoy. Yeah, no, totally. So kind of what finally drove you to make this event was that you just couldn't couldn't find it in the market. And as entrepreneurs, it's like, well, (laughs) if you can't find it. It's your create job it. to create it. <laughs> so. Yeah, and I mean, and I really, we both, I think, primarily wanted to build community. And for me, that's the core of my business. Like I said, M Collaborative is all about building community online and offline. And so for me, it made sense. It was like, yeah, yeah let's do this. Let's, let's put what we both know how to do really well to work to actually build the community that we personally wanted to build. We spend so much time, you know, finding the right people and building the right communities for our clients. Let's, let's bring our clients, our potential clients and all the people we want to meet and all the people we admire and all the people that are doing amazing work to us and, and be friends with them. And that's really what at the end of the day we wanted to do. That's so awesome. So go ahead and start walking us through the steps that you started to take to create this amazing event that is the Heart Series. Yeah. So we sort of already described the first one, which is the research. It's really kind of knowing what else is out there, knowing what other people are doing, um, you know, assessing it. What are they doing well? Where are those areas of improvement? And, And that's really step one. And I think then step two really becomes 
sort of setting a goal. What's the goal? And for us, it was ultimately just building community. Um, And I think that's the goal for a lot of people, whether it's it's bringing together your customers, bringing together the right audience for something. You know, it's it's a big part of why you would plan an event or what you want the event to achieve. So for us, it was like we knew there was no one really bringing together brands, social enterprises, and nonprofits in one space to share best practices. So that was ultimately our goal from day one. Mm. Um, and then step three is the who. It's like, so so who are all the people that should be there? Who should be in the room? Um, who should be the speakers? Who should be the partners? And, and starting to build out a list around that. So, you know, I think we started with an Excel list, a very simple Excel list of who do we know? Um, I think both of us combed our LinkedIn and was like, oh, I know someone yeah. who works at Tom's. I know someone who works at Honest Company. I know someone who works at, you know, do something.org. Okay, great. And we had this joint list that we started with. And there were mm-hmm. a few different, for us, for the Heart Series, there were a few different lists on the sheet. I mean, it started with speakers. It started with partners, um, venues, you know, and, and that's something we're going to talk about um, in one of the later steps when it comes to experience. But yeah, we kind of just started listing out the various different elements. We knew that we would need to pull off a conference. But I think for any event, even if you're doing a pop-up shop to sell your product, you know, looking at the who of who should be in the room, who, what other brands should you be aligning with that are like-minded? Um, yeah. I think that's a really important next step. Yeah. And then fourth step is the content. So what's happening at this event? And for us, for the conference, you know, content was very important. Programming was very important. Um, what are topics we wanted to learn about? Because then it was working backwards. Then it, we knew we wanted someone to speak about culture. We wanted someone to speak about digital marketing. We were able to kind of look at, okay, who are the experts in that space that we could invite? And then you know, step five is, is, is a favorite of all of ours. And it's, it's cost and what's the budget to pull this off. And, totally. oh my gosh, for this conference, oh, Jordan, it, the, <laughs> the first time around, we were getting quotes anywhere from $2,000 for an event space to $25,000 just for an event space. Um, then you have to think about all the things that are involved with your event. So for us, mm-hmm. it was like, food and furniture and you know sound and oh we the the first conference oh we were hiring the sound technician like the night before the event I don't even know how we closed (laughs) the first one off but like things that we didn't even think about in the budget so right when you sit down to do that first budget whether it's a small pop-up event you're doing where you're just serving champagne or a huge conference um, mapping out every possible expense, really looking at under the you know curtain on other events of like what's really needed because it was like okay great we need a venue we need some speakers we need some people to attend it was like oh yeah we need like full on AV equipment <laughs> um, so budget's really an important entity and really looking at every single little thing even if you don't think in the end you might need it it's part of that initial budget and important to pulling it off. Mm. Um, and then the messaging is the sixth thing. So like telling the story of what it is you're doing, um, knowing how to speak in the language of the people who should be there, uh, pushing it out on your different channels, whether it's social or email or 
we did a lot of, you know, old school, like calling people and being like, Hey, you should come to this. Like, we know you would love it, especially the first time around. Right. Um, and for us, that organic sort of evangelism kind of happened on its own where people called other people or emailed other people and were like, Hey, you should go to this. Um, case in point yourself. Like I think, yeah, <laughs> I probably told, I don't know, five people that ended up coming that they should come, which was awesome. And I think I'd call mm-hmm. some of you know, people you told. Mm-hmm. So that messaging is really important. And then the final thing is the experience. Like, how do you want people to feel? Do you want them to walk into the room and say that was the cleanest air they've ever breathed? <laughs> <laughs> I, I say that because a lot of my listeners I love know when you go into the rooms of like online marketing conferences, it just feels and smells like muggy air. Yeah. You can't breathe. And so that's why like that comes yeah. to me first because I'm like, totally. oh, it's just feel good air. Like it's just, it feels so good. <laughs> totally. For me, that like, that feeling of um, just knowing you're in the right place and that you're among your people is so important, even if it's virtual. Like, yeah. I think people forget that experience online matters too. But yeah. for me, especially with an in-person event and with the Heart Series, like, I, I, people were laughing this year because there was some red tape on the floor over and like a plug. I'm like, we have to change that. It just doesn't feel like the hard <laughs> series. No red tape. Like I feel like I sound crazy, but right. it, every little detail matters. And I think details are really important in, in pulling off a right event and, and, and having your community feel the way you want them to feel. And that's so important. Again, like the hard series is not my business. It's a project we do that is an extension of it. But you know, I think that retention is important and making sure people want to come back year after year. And, and for us, I don't know that that was the goal year one, like for us with this particular event, we weren't necessarily looking at it as an annual thing, but now that we are doing it annually, yeah, retention matters and people coming back. And so that experience is huge in getting that return of people. Yeah. And I think something too, is like how, many like partners, I think you probably would call them sponsors that help support you in the business when you're creating your budget or looking at how you can incorporate brands or partners or other people who want to be in the same space as the people you're hosting. How do you find those right partners? Do you have a list going into it that you want to reach out to? Or is it a lot of inbound? How does that all work? Yeah, it's a little bit of everything. So I think when it comes to partners, the first thing you want to do goes back to that research of, you know, who are the like-minded people that are in the space, that are talking the language the way you're talking it, um, that are speaking about, for us, it was, you know, who's speaking about impact? Who does that really matter to? Who talks about sustainability? And, or, um, you know, who says they're doing good and, and make it a, makes it a core part of how they market their business. Yeah. And so we, um, we made a list of the people we already knew. So whether it was clients or brands we were already working with in some capacity or people we had partnered with on previous events we'd thrown or client events, you know, we made that list. And then from there, you kind of go down this rabbit hole in your research of like, who is that brand partnered with? And if they feel good enough to do something with this company, then we probably would want to do something with this company. Mm. And then for me, community building at the end of the day is all about that relationship building. Um, and so if you know how to talk the talk and you understand the core values of that brand or that partner, 
doing a cold outreach is not necessarily out of the question. And there were a lot of times, um, you know, I would say there's a chunk of partners that were part of the conference that you were at this year. And I mean, granted, this is now year four, but even that first year that we cold outreach to and we just said, hey, we, we see that you talk about impact in this capacity. We know that you care about X, Y, and Z. We're putting this event on, which also cares about X, Y, and Z. We'd love to have you there. And I think that's a huge part of that relationship uh, and establishing, you know, sort of shared values. And for us, shared values is a, is a pivotal piece of building community and bringing on the right partners and, and bringing on the right people. And same with speakers and anyone yeah. that you're going to outreach to, whether it's an attendee, a partner, if you're doing an event that has speakers, a speaker, if you're doing a pop-up shop, you know, to even yeah. the venue that might be hosting it. Mm. I think there's a lot you can sort of leverage if you know what someone's goals are or core values are and can communicate how you share them. Yeah, no, I love yeah. that. I really enjoyed your speakers. Art from Rubicon was super awesome. And Claude from um, VaynerMedia, the chief heart officer. Melissa from Pledgling, she had an awesome workshop. And I felt like it just was so, like, they, like nobody held back, you know? It just was, yeah. and obviously with it being called the Heart Series, like, obviously people are putting their heart and soul into everything. And you felt that. And the conversations you had with people weren't just like, oh, fra-la-la, like, we're just going to talk about random stuff. It's like, what, what really matters to you, which I loved. And going back to your question about, like, going through the process of what existed and what didn't, I think that for us, when we were looking at this sort of overall game plan of what is the Heart Series, what's it going to be, authenticity, transparency were really, really important. And especially in the impact community, because I think impact can be a thing where if you're not being completely honest in how you're making an impact and what you're doing, we can see through it on on social and in your collateral. It's very obvious when it's not authentic. And so when we were talking to brands about speaking, I remember saying to a couple of brands, especially the first couple of years, you know, we really want you to be honest. This is about not only what works, but what doesn't work. And Duke, who's the chief culture officer and brand officer at Lululemon, I love him because I was like, can you guys be really transparent about, you know, all the struggles you've had over the past few years? And, you know, they had a change of regime and new CEOs coming in. And he was like, absolutely. I think that this talk needs to include all of that. And he got up there and gave an amazing talk about how he's really helped build the community at Lululemon and, you know, how they're making strides towards making an impact and, and sort of the ups and downs of all of that. And I, I love and respect when companies are willing to, to get up there and actually, you know, be transparent in everything they're doing. Totally. Yeah. So, there was Bumble too. The Bumble speaker yeah. was super awesome too. Alex, who's head of brand at Bumble. Yeah. She's, she's really amazing too. Yeah. So it was just all around, like, you can tell that you took the time for all these details mm-hmm. and really thought things out. And when you're building a community through an event, like that's really what matters. Like people who are going to spend money yeah. to come to an event, like aren't just looking for like, you know, random sheets of paper with black ink and, you know, a random granola bar. Like you guys thought of these things intentionally, which I think is so, so key. I think a lot of these things matter, even if you're building community online too, but all the more important when someone's actually physically there in the present that, you know, everything from who's in the room to the experience matters. And I think a lot of these 
can be applied to any company, any business, any brand that wants to bring their community together in some way. You know, these are the things that you would need to think about and the process you would need to go through to put on the right community engagement opportunity. Yeah, no. I and a lot that. of these things I think through with my, my clients on their events too. So it, it's all cyclical. It all kind of goes around. Yeah. Oh, totally. So I'm going to wrap up with the last few questions. What was your best financial investment in business? Yeah. So hiring people has been awesome and not necessarily full-time, but just outsourcing things that I'm necessarily not necessarily in love with. So, you know, as soon as it came time to do the books, like finding the right accountant to help me with that, you know, even out of the gate, like I actually, the one thing I wish I had got, like had known to do from the beginning would have been to hire people right when I was starting around, whether it was design of logos, just anything that wasn't right in my skill house. And, and to this day, I think continuing to do that. So on client projects, I hire a lot of freelancers, a lot of contractors to help just round it out. I mean, my company is called M Collaborative because I believe we make a bigger impact when we collaborate with others, be it your clients and or the people that you bring into the project. So um, for me, yeah, it's, it would have been bringing in the right people from the beginning, but it's every time I invest in the right person, it is the right move. Yes. I know. Team can make such (laughs) a huge difference. Hello. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then what was your worst financial investment in business? Oh God, that's a tough one. Um, Worst financial investment. I feel like, I don't know that there's any one worst thing, but I feel like I have a lot of things set up on auto pay that maybe I don't necessarily need to have. Like Mm -hmm. I have two email services right now um, in terms of newsletter. So Mm -hmm. I, I have both like Aweber and MailChimp and use them both because I like different features for a while. Like I just continued to use both and still continue to use both to this day. And I don't know like why I have two services, but I felt like I, I liked different things about each. And so I use like our pop-up on the heart series website, for example, is designed through Aweber and like customized through Photoshop, but the feature itself is Aweber. But then all of our newsletters, because I like the design better is through MailChimp. So just like silly things like that. And I think, I don't know that they're bad financial decisions, but it's just like, I never, I, I've always had trouble finding the right all-in-one services. And I don't know that there's a lot of all-in-one services for things. So yeah. I feel like I'm constantly signing up for this service and that service to try them out. And some I forget to cancel and probably spend money on things that I don't really need anymore. But yeah, you know, I think it's, it's tough to find a lot of the right services. So do the research, talk to people, find out what people love and don't love about certain ones and, and use the right ones for you. Yeah. I totally get that. So where can people find you online, website, social media, all the good stuff? Yeah. So my company is mcollaborative.com. The Heart Series is theheartseries.com. And we're the Heart Series on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I think we're the Heart Series Conf. (laughs) And... um, let's see. And you can find me. I'm, I'm pretty active really only on Twitter. So I'm at Megan Setti on Twitter. Yeah. Easy enough. We'll have all that in the show notes for you guys to go check it out. 
I've already got my ticket for 2019. Awesome. There. And thank you and so much. Jordan, actually, we can do a special discount code for your community if you want. I'll send you one to put in the show notes. Yeah, perfect. So definitely go check out the show notes to get your coupon code and get your booty to LA. It's such an amazing, amazing event of people who, again, just want to make an impact, want to do good in the world. Like if that is messaging, if you're in my like space, in my realm, then you probably are. So this is, this is a conference that you should definitely put on your calendar for February of 2019. So thank you so much, Meg, again, for coming on and sharing all of your wisdom and goodness. So I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me.